What's going on, Clipper Nation? We're coming at you after a beautiful 141-122 victory over the Warriors. At the new Spa Arena. It was a fun time. Would you say that you are being measured with your expectations and takeaways from this game? Right after the whistle blew and five minutes before, not at all. I was going insane on Twitter. We're going to get into some expectations. I think I've reeled it in since we've started recording, which I'm happy about. But I did say we were going to go 4-0. and and we seem to be on pace to do that. <laughs> uh, always positive. Always positive. <laughs> uh, and I'm William the Opinion Update, and we're Locked on Clippers, part of Locked on NBA Network. Uh, as I said, we're going to be kicking things off today with a recap of that victory over the Golden State Warriors. There's some, there's some bad we could talk about. There's a little bit of bad, but it was mostly a good time. It's going to be a fun time. It's go- It's going to be a great time. Uh, and then normally we do a Pacific Division power rankings. This is, I feel like everything is going, the er, everything is flipping around after two games. Yeah, the Pacific Division has gone through a bunch of weird changes. There's been injuries, there's been suspensions. So we got to kind of talk about that. And we're going to kind of lump in the preview against the Suns for the Saturday game with that, which Absolutely. takes a weird turn now. Yes. And then if you're a new listener, every single Friday, we do a Love, Mary Kill. Oh, yeah. So let's do it. Let's do it. So let's get into this uh, recap. Clippers won 141-122. So this is a disclaimer just right off the top. Okay. We can't totally overreact. It's game two. That being said, that was fun to watch. It was really fun to watch. Um, The Clippers again started Patrick Patterson. A a curveball for most people again, I think. Yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit more later, but... He was the third leading scorer on the team. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it was incredible. Uh, the Warriors, we got the uh, we got the starters right. Steph, D'Lo, Green, Dre, Looney. Draymond seemed to suffer an arm injury early, and I'm he not, was clutching the elbow all game. Yeah. I hope it's not serious. It looked like he maybe shouldn't have played as much as he did, given he, everything. Yeah, he was shooting the ball well, though. I mean, that that kind of makes me confident. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, we hope he's doing okay. Let's get these stats out of the way because they're absurd. <laughs> Yeah. Is that a fair word for what happened? (laughs) Yeah. So three players with 20 points or more. Why don't you run down our top three scores? Sure thing. So Lou Will, obviously. Uh, 22 points, eight assists, which I was really impressed with, especially given the no turnovers. No, none. So he's the most efficient player in the NBA now? As of of two (laughs) games in, 100%. (laughs) Okay, Uh, and then Kawhi Leonard coming in at a hearty second, 21 points, career high in assists, nine assists. We're going to talk about point Kawhi. He only had one turnover as well. I I mean, we'll talk about it and what went well, but let's just keep going with these. And then the man who's coming through, who no one believed in, St. Pat, Patrick Patterson, Patterson. uh, coming through with a solid 23 or 23 and one. Well, yeah, 23, 20 points, shot 53%. Did take 13 shots, which was the second most on the team. I don't think that's going to happen every night. But if <laughs> you know, if it's there, you but if take it's there, it. it's there. Uh, Trez had 18 and six, which was fantastic. Uh, he went eight of nine for 88.9 percent shooting. Zoo had 16 and 10 early on, uh, asserting his dominance down yep. low. Yep, very early. Everyone was psyched on that. Um, Kawhi hit a career high, like you said, for the Warriors. We do have to talk about them a little bit. Steph had 23, 4, and 4. 
Uh, D'Angelo Mi- Russell missed had my 30 mark. Missed your 30 mark. Missed some people's 40 mark. Shocking. Uh, D'Angelo Russell had 20 and eight dimes. Jacob Evans was the third leading scorer with 14. Um, they definitely looked so. This also this was a perfect storm for both teams. Yes. Um, the Clippers' wings and the center position was just very much on display, better than what the Warriors were going with. Mm-hmm. And the depth was. The, I an mean, issue. yeah, the depth was an issue. We topped what was our bench points um, around the sixty mark. Yeah, oh. we were at sixty-eight, but they oh, sorry sixty-eight. They put up considerably more bench points on ours, which we can talk about later. Yeah. Um. So let's get into what went well. A lot. Yeah. Uh, sixty-two point five percent shooting, fifty-six percent from three. I mean, Motley hit a three. Fee hit a three. The. I, it's it's hard with a game like this when things go this well. Mm-hmm. Um, what do we is, is Lou going to be the leading scorer on this team when Paul George is out? Are we fine with that if that's the thing? Yeah, I mean, if he's going to be, if he's going to be this efficient, if he's going to be this efficient, he's still playing sub thirty minutes. It's you know it's peaking right around thirty minutes, which yeah. And Kawhi only played twenty one. I I wanted him to be less than thirty. I think we both did. Yeah, twenty one is. Beyond my expectations for the amount of minutes I thought he was going to play in this game. Yeah. Um, Zoo was there offensively. That seems to be short up from last, like from what we've seen these last two games. The kind of worries we had on offense seem to be. Oh yeah, he's 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 finishing a lot better. It looks a lot more confident. Yeah. You know, who who would have thought having two working hands really makes just helps <laughs> makes helps you a better basketball game. player. Um, Let's talk about what went wrong, and let's talk about actual takeaways. It was just two games. So many things went right. Um, Trez's free throw shooting, not where you want it to be, which I kind of agree with. Yeah. Um, he was he was 2 of 5. You want to see those fall? Uh, yeah. Like, it's absolutely legit. And tr- we had, so the team had 17 total turnovers. Six of those were from Trez. Yeah, and some of these... We can both admit some of these were egregious. Like some of the things where he was like dribbling out. I don't know. He man. was running po- like there's some times on the fast break when Trez really believes in his dribble. Yeah. And I believe in I think Trez is a top ten finisher in the league. His hands it was on display tonight. His hands are incredible. Around the rim, his hands are incredible. Catching passes, his hands are f- amazing. He he'll drop the ball and sometimes grab it before everyone else. It's it's great, but dribbling, it, there's just some disconnect. Yeah. He gets a little overconfident with it. Um, I think he's also just... It seems like you would feel a lot more confident in your dribble if you're always doing it at like full speed. For sure. <laughs> yeah, know? he's always like, going fast. Um, the team lost rebounds and turnovers. The rebounds thing, the turnovers, the six from Trez, I don't think that's going to be a usual thing. Mm-hmm. So that well, leaves me less I mean, Kawhi had six worried. last game. Maybe someone will have six every single game. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, the rebounds is a little... Kind of how did that happen? Yes. Right? Yeah. I mean, that one, that completely takes me by surprise. I guess Zoo... Zoo did his job, though. Yeah. I mean, he did his job. Played 18 minutes. 10 boards in 18 minutes. Um, Next highest leader was Trez with six. I guess you kind of see, want to see someone in that, like, that seven or eight range. Kevon Looney only played 10 minutes, 27 seconds. He had nine boards. Yeah. So he was pretty effective on us. Um, he had nine, and then a bunch of those guys, they had one, two, three, four, five guys with four boards. So they had kind of, they had a, 
equal distribution of boards. Yeah. Whereas I, th- I think we talked about this in that Lakers game. I think Pat's going to have to big, pick up a lot of slack on boards when Paul George is out, which is kind of weird. Yeah. We're just <laughs> but it was there against the Lakers. It didn't really seem there tonight. However, it didn't really matter tonight. Um, Points in the paint, we had 58 to their 40, so the rebounds weren't too big of a deal. Mm, yeah. Let's get into some actual takeaways from the game. Okay. So... Right? we I will say we played kind of sloppy in this game, in the beginning. There, Yeah. D'Lo went on a 10-0 run at one point. Mm-hmm. The team still had things to kind of work on in the first half. We did a stream after the first half. Mm-hmm. And there were some things where it was like we could have been up by a lot more at half. I agree. I mean, so this is one thing that I a little bit did want to talk about in the last segment, but yeah, bring it up. Their bench did put up fifty-two on ours. Like the point differential on that is, yeah. I mean, a lot slimmer of a margin than it was against the Lakers, and than and what I would have assumed. And yeah, and obviously a little bit of the uh, end minutes there mm-hmm. will skew that, but yeah, but I don't know. I mean, we we can't be hemorrhaging that many points. I don't. I, I agree with that. I don't think we will too much in the in games that aren't like this. Yeah, this was kind of an absurd game. It was. Like, I mean, I thought I thought the defense was going to hold to a hundred. You did. <laughs> you were let down. Um, Beverly is playing on a different level. I was tweeting about this. Yes, he looks. I talked about this while we were watching the game. We were both talking about this. The guys who were locked in from last year, mm-hmm. which was a level I think a lot of us were surprised by, and how focus this team was seemed to have expanded on that range yeah it's weird uh because beverly is playing like he's in a contract year yeah that was last year he's trying to earn that he said it he's trying to earn the contract he's trying to do it for the city and as of two games he absolutely is um we got to touch on the bench lineup really quick because you were bringing up some great points on the live stream yeah for when paul george comes back yeah so if Paul George comes back, I mean... Well, when he comes back. Not, yeah. When. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I mean, it's when. Okay, let's... <laughs> when Paul George comes back, he's most likely going to play the two. Yeah, right? I, for I, sure. I think most of us are, are pretty much in agreement on that. Yeah. So what if Pat Patterson retains this starting position at the four? I wasn't sold on this when you first said it, but when you run down what the bench lineup is, it's absurd because we're only running nine guys right now yeah so if you if you look at the bench right now and essentially add sham it yeah you'd just you'd have lou sham and then i like mo at the three and jamichael at the four <laughs> which you know we've seen in in some minutes and then trez as well I, that's a that's a wild bench to me that's the two starting lineup situation um and that's a thing where Trez and Green can split between the four and five on the bench. It's a fluid lineup. Yeah. You have the, it's you have three clo- guys that can switch between those three and then a four and a five that can switch. It's getting closer to your hockey lineup. It's getting closer to the hockey lineup, which I'm excited about. Um, aren't you the rookies maybe further along than we thought in the preseason? Further behind? Further behind, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Terrence Mann played not very many minutes tonight, had a couple of fouls. Yeah. Fee hit a three, which was nice. But I think, yeah, I think Doc's going to stick to this 10-man rotation when Paul George is back. Yes, and I think that's fine. Oh, I'm totally fine with it. Coming up after this, we hope you guys had a fantastic night watching the game. We hope you like this recap. 
take a couple of breaths. It was a good time. Yeah. But, you know, 80 more to go. Coming up after this, we're talking the Pactive and the Suns preview. want to give a shout-out to Indochino, the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. Start your style like right now with $30 off your total purchase of $3.99 or more at Indochino.com when entering promo code LOCKEDON at checkout. So two games in. Two games in in the Pactive. Safe to say the Pacific Division is already on fire. It's it's torched. (laughs) I don't know what the hell happened in these last, like... I was getting re- I was getting the game preview ready and I was like okay you know DeAndre Ayton might cause us some problems oh he's suspended for a diuretic for 25 games out of left field uh, Marvin Bagley's out four to six weeks with mm-hmm. a thumb issue mm-hmm. um, the Warriors have no depth and Draymond might be hurt yeah after the game tonight the Lakers have already abandoned LeBron at the point and are going to play Rondo 25 to 30 minutes which I think everyone else is totally happy with and the Clippers are just doing their thing. Yeah, just steamrolling through so far. Just going through what, like, I mean, I'm kind of at a loss for words for how many things have happened in such a short amount of time since the season's already started. Yeah. But is this, I think we both know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it because this is a Clipper-specific podcast. I think you're going to like how this is worded, by the way. All right, what do you got? So the Pactive is very topsy-turvy right now. Would we agree on that? Yes. Okay. Do the Clippers seem the best equipped to deal with these rough seas? <laughs> Am I uh, what? It's a fair question. <laughs> yes, they <laughs> are. We're in such a position. We kept so many. We kept our key core guys. No one expected this absurdity to happen this quickly. And I know some people are blowing things out of proportion. I was gonna say. Are we worried that the team is clicking too quickly? No, because I we talked about this on the half. At half, there were still mistakes. Yeah. What if Paul George comes in and he's like, these guys are too tight? I don't even know. What if Paul George <laughs> plays on the bench? Fine. <laughs> I'd love that. This is lunatic hour, by the way. No, um, no I, I know what you're saying about the clicking too early thing, but we've mentioned there's two <laughs> gel periods. Yeah. No, I'm just... It's It's incredible... It's hard to not be hyped right now. Yeah. I think that's fair. But in terms of this turmoil... And like Doc was saying, he's just talked about the upside still that he sees. And I think that's the thing that begins to feel so staggering. Yeah, is where this team can go. Yeah. We seem to be... Before the Aiton news, Mm -hmm. I was going to say that weirdly the Clippers and the Suns were the most even keel at the moment in the Pacific Division, in terms of things happening outside of actual basketball being played. Because the Lakers have... They're manufacturing a bunch of weird drama for no reason Mm -hmm. with the Rondo stuff. I mean, the Warriors just got kind of worked in their home arena opener Yeah, with some questions that I think are fair questions. And the Kings have an injury to Bagley, which is brutal for them. Really brutal. And before the Aiton thing, the Suns and the Clippers, it was like, well, I mean, things are looking up. They crushed the Kings. Not yeah. that that was going to happen every night, obviously. It was like their biggest victory in like 19 years or something like that. <laughs> um, but it's just kind of absurd how things change so quickly. It is. Uh, and I think, that's a, I think that's a good thing to keep in mind when we when we talk about like key things to take away from this game is that like things. everything's are going, things are really great right now. And you that know, is awesome. But 
Troy Aikman changed so fast. Troy Aikman wrote a great children's book that I used to read as a young kid called Things Change. It's about moving when you're a kid, and that applies to basketball teams in terms of how things are going. (laughs) I think that's a fair thing. Um, Let's get into this preview because we play the Suns on Saturday. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say I still think we're going to go 4-0 in these first four games, the first week of the season. Yeah, that seems fair. What do we have to watch for against the Suns? Um, you know they got they got probably the best point guard we've played against thus far. You don't think Steph Curry is the best? Who? Point guard? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, that aside, they got the <laughs> second best point guard we've played against so far. Ricky Rubio. Yeah, I mean, well, you're right too. Seth won. <laughs> yeah. Rubio too. Rubio's nice for this team though. Rubio's nice for the team, and then Devin Booker, obviously, just a prolific scorer. Um, oh yeah, we're Booker heads on this pod. Yeah, so we're big fans. Just to let you know, that's not a good matchup for for him. For no, Booker, he's <laughs> not going to have a good time. I don't think he's not going to have a fun night. My thing with the Suns is that they added some good depth. Baines is good. Yeah, um, I I'm a big Sarich guy. Like they have guys who can definitely be a problem for other teams. Yeah, and when you have someone like Rubio running the point. I think there's always that worry of maybe, you know, the whole is greater than the individual parts type thing happening. Mm-hmm. That being said, I still think, I don't think their depth can match up with us. McCall Bridges, I like. Yeah. He's great. I'm kind of throwing that first game out of the window because it was such an absurd victory. He didn't for them. shoot that well in that game, if I'm not mistaken. They didn't really shoot that well either. And the Kings played very bad. The Kings played like the Warriors tonight. No. Yikes. Well, a little bit. Wow. I'm just psyched on the win, man. Um, Oubre's a plus defender. Yeah. He can be a problem. He's a great fit for that team. Also, weirdly low. But, like, he's going to guard Kawhi? No, I know. That's, that's, I'm trying to find, you know, I'm digging here. I think we were both digging on these pre, on these pregame notes. Um, but it is the, it's going to be the second night of a back to back for the Suns after they've played the Nuggets without DeAndre Ayton. Yeah. So they're playing Plumlee and Jokic. And then they have to come in and play Zubats, who just had a great game against a team that he got embarrassed by in the playoffs mm-hmm. in terms of defensive awareness. And Trez, who had a fantastic game as well, down Aiton. Yeah. I mean, I don't it know. It seems like a rough matchup. It seems like it might be a rough matchup. What do you want to see from the Clippers in this game that they could maybe improve on from the Warriors game? Because there's always going to be things to improve on, which I think also the team is taking to heart, which is fantastic. Uh, it would be great to see those turnovers down. Yes. I, I don't know. That seems to be a rising bugaboo for you. It does. Okay. And it's not, I don't know, the Warriors had turnovers. It's a fair bugaboo to have, though. It's a problem if you have a bunch of turnovers. Yeah. I don't know. Guys seem maybe a little, makes makes seem maybe a little rusty. It is two games in, but I agree. I think our transition defense might be tested a little bit with Rubio. That's fair. He's a great person to have your transition defense tested by. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'll be a good litmus test for that. What did you think tonight? It was kind of hard to say because in the first half it was a little sloppy. Mm-hmm. First half I was it was kind. I mean. I guess you can't attribute this totally to transition defense, but that D'Lo 10-0 run the was kind of crazy. Was, yeah. That was crazy. We couldn't stop that. Yeah. Um, there was a brief period where I was like, okay, this is going to be a game. Brief period. Brief period. <laughs> no. Um, 
I think it might be tested more in the Suns game, weirdly. Interesting. Because Rubio was so much strictly a facilitator. Yeah, that's fair. Not saying that the Warriors are not as good as the Suns or something like that, but in terms of that, Rubio is fantastic at that. Um, and Ubre can run. Baines, I think, could give Zoo some trouble. He's a I physical so guy. He's he's a physical guy. He's, he's older, real, but he's like he's just, he's. It's that same thing. He has that vet knowledge. He's he's playing the league for. A he's while. playing the league for a while. He's not afraid of contract. He's gotten dunked on a bunch, but we've talked about this. That shows you're trying to block the dunk. Yeah, you might look like an idiot, but you're trying. You're trying. So you know, some people try. Some people don't want to look we're, like an idiot. We're, and we're big fans. We're we're pro effort on this. Podcast. We're pro looking like an idiot. That's what we're saying. <laughs> um, what's your score prediction for this game? Oh man, um, I hope the Suns don't put up one twenty on us again. <laughs> I hope they don't put up one twenty either. Uh, no, uh, I'll go Suns one hundred three, Clips. One twenty-five. One hundred three. One twenty-five. Yeah. So Twenty-two point win. Yeah, that's not bad. I'm looking at this. I'm looking at the line right now. What is the line? We're gonna start talking lines on this podcast. We do not gamble, but I feel like we're pretty good at guessing when games are gonna be plus or minus. Someone on the stream at halftime asked if they should take the Warriors plus nine and a half. We told them to. I hope they did. Would have won a couple of bucks on that one. Um. The line right now, sorry, one second, it's not coming up. If I don't find it in 10 seconds, we're just going to go ahead and guess. Um, I don't see it going well for the Suns at the old talking stick arena. Yeah. What was your score prediction? My score prediction was 120-107. Okay. Somewhere around there. I hope we hold them under 100. That'd be nice. We play the Hornets on Monday. We could be marching towards 4 now. It feels like it. It feels like that. We're putting the boots on. Yeah, I would I, say this is though a stretch of games where it would be nice if we could work in Paul George a little earlier. You know, we've in talked first about, four games. We've talked about this second That's gelling crazy. period. Okay, we can't first four games. You want Paul George to come back when you have a couple of slow games. Lunacy. That's crazy. There's not slow games. slow games. We got we got six incredibly hard ones coming up. You want Paul George to come back? <laughs> okay, <laughs> we're. we're Oh, man. We're going to talk some Love, Mary Kill after this. You want Paul George to come back after four games? No. Okay. we got to talk about something after such a big win. Coming up after this, we got to Love, Mary Kill. Okay. So. Wonderful story. Wonderful story. Patrick Beverly got fined for hurling the ball into the crowd at the end of the game against the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Gave a wonderful couple a great story. This longtime Clipper fan got the ball. That I think that's a lot of NBA fans' dreams, weirdly. Yeah. Um, he got fined 25K. Good thing he got paid. You know, that's good. Um, but this had me thinking, because I'm always thinking about stupid stuff. What other things could some Clippers players get fined for this season? Ooh, I like it. Feel free to add yours as we go. Okay. This one. Trez has fined $165,000 for literally catching on fire during a dunk and refusing to step off the court. He has made two dunks previous to this without the other team making a dunk. He is the human embodiment. Of he's on fire. <laughs> it's 165k out of his pocket. Doc is fined $48,000 for donning his old Clippers uniform <laughs> and trying to get some run in against the Wolves. I love it. The game is not out of hand. It's an eight-point game with six <laughs> minutes left. Away. 
Last one, maybe. Balmer is fined $1.5 million for using blimps, all of the Goodyear company, to advertise Clippers games above Staples during Lakers games. It's about 25 blimps. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, th- I want to say Kawhi's return game to San Antonio he's going to clutch a bat out of the sky. And he's not going to mean to, <laughs> but his hand is going to be so strong, it's going to kill he's it. Gonna <laughs> it's not going to be the nice Manu Ginobili version. How much is he getting fined for that? Uh, oh, man, there's a lot of kids there. It's it's a quarter mil. Pete is going to freak out. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, he would kill that bat. Not He doesn't not want intentionally. to. Not intentionally. No, I, okay. He was trying to get it out of the arena safely. All right, that's a good call. He's too strong. All right, I'm going to go first on this one. <laughs> okay. I am loving Doc being fined $48,000 for trying to suit up. Oh, I, I couldn't agree more. This would this would be great. I In my mind, he also has his mustache back for some reason. <laughs> immediately. In as soon as he puts the uniform on, it immediately <laughs> it comes back. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, um, I love it. Uh, I'm marrying the blimp idea. Okay. I think Balmer wants to try new things with advertising stuff. Okay. I could. There's that fantastic mural they have. That's like an augmented reality mural. The Clippers <laughs> media team. They do free uh, wallpapers for your phone on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's absolutely crushed every kind of content over the off season, the current season already. I think Bomber gets weirdly experimental with some stuff. Maybe uses some drones. Okay. But he's here for the fines. You know. Yeah. I mean, maybe he say, gets. Maybe he you g- say he had 25 blimps. Wasn't that your? Yeah, it's 25 blimps flying around Staples. So. I was thinking about this earlier today because we see the Goodyear blimp every single day. It's it's kind of surreal. Seeing more than one in the air, I think, would be kind of scary. And I think twenty five seems like a swarm. Yeah, what are you gonna do? That's the Clippers, I, baby. I gotta kill that one. That's to the be Clippers with you. Oh, uh, that one out is. Here. I, Why don't you go I'm, ahead and get I'm out of here? not available for some sort of sky blimp <laughs> traffic. I'm killing the Trez being fine for catching on fire only because I think he'd be out a couple games. Yeah, I wouldn't. Want From it. the burns, I wouldn't. Want I would not want that at all. Um, Which I'm, one mar- do you love I'm marrying Kawhi accidentally killing the bat. That's a good time. Because <laughs> I think he'd be Not sad. for the bat. I mean, yeah. All right. Which one are you marrying? I told you. All right. Sorry. So which one are you loving? I'm I'm loving Doc. Loving Doc. That's fair. And I'm marrying Kawhi killing the bat. And, and I'm killing I'm killing the blimps. All right. I think that's fair. Man, what a, uh, what a fantastic night at Clippers basketball. It was... Even better than expected. Managing expectations might be hard. For sure. But how many assists do you think that Kawhi is going to average right now? Just top of your head. Seven after plus. After this game. Seven plus. I think it's. I don't think it's crazy to think Kawhi averages seven assists. I don't think. Yeah. I, I think that's super reasonable. Uh, there was a fantastic quote from Patrick Beverly postgame. From, seeing this from Jovan Buha. Pat unmotivating his teammates. I take the responsibility to make sure we wake up every effing day and play everybody like we're playing the East and West All-Stars combined. That's my job to make sure we're ready every game from beginning to end. Wow. We're here. And I am trying so hard to not be on my worst behavior after two games. They've been playing like that, though, too. Like they're waking up every day and and taking it. I mean, they're taking it seriously. They're taking it seriously. And there's still things we're not doing very well. Yeah. There's still some stickiness, and we're still looking pretty dang good. <laughs> that's true. I feel like an old man who's smug right now. Like I you feel are like an old man I feel like smug. I feel like suspenders just appeared on my body, and I'm doing that thing where your 
snap them with your thumb. Oh, my God. Are we on a porch right now? I'm on a porch. I'm drinking a whiskey lemonade. I'm telling kids to get off my lawn. No, I'm excited. I uh, hope everyone in Clipper Nation has a good weekend. Absolutely. Hope the French contingent is doing well. Yeah. First drop. First drop. No one said anything. Not as much response as we had hoped. So we're going to have... Are we going to have three drops? 50 drops. Possibly next week? 50 drops. We're going to have a drop for the Wednesday episode. Yeah. Because someone gave us a fantastic title. It's mm, what you say Wednesday. It's not all the Imogen Heap fans out there. Hope everyone has a great weekend. Uh, thank you for hanging out. We're going to have a recap of the game against the Suns on Monday, mm-hmm. as well as a preview of the game against the Hornets. Yep. We're going to be at the Hornets game. That, that is also true. <laughs> if you're there, come say what's up. And we'll be talking to Freshies, as we do every single Monday. Every Monday. Shout us out on iTunes, Deezer, Spotify. I have been positive, Chuck Mockler. I'm winning the opinion update. Appreciate you.